0: Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore and this is Faith School. Anybody like Faith School? Yes. I like Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed. Does your spirit need to be fed? Just like your body on a regular basis. What else happens? My faith grows stronger. You remember Jesus would talk to people sometimes and say, where is your faith? Or, O ye of little faith. And on a few occasions he said, Great is your faith. Uh, how many want to get to that that level, that great faith level, it'll change your life. And where we learn how to be overcomers. We've been made uh, more than conquerors. We've been made overcomers in Christ. Said out loud, I am. I am an overcomer. And overcomer. I, am. I am more than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're strong in the Lord, not just in ourself, but in the Lord and in the power of His might. There are answers for whatever you're dealing with today, and I believe we can get to them. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come into the classroom with us. Let's release faith to get those answers today. Father, thank you so much for how gracious and good you've been to us. You're so faithful. You're so kind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we know that everything we need for today and the future, you are and you've given us and you know how to accomplish in our lives. We reach out with our faith, with our hearts, and we lay hold of it. And we say, thank you, Lord, for it. Give us the answers and direction we need for right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look, please, in the Bible again to the fifth chapter of Mark. We're studying on our series we're calling Faith for Healing. And uh, we've been through seven already of these individual cases. And we're down to number eight, which is the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. It's recorded in Matthew 9, it's recorded in Mark 5, it's recorded in Luke 8, and for time's sake, we'll read, actually I'll tell you what, let's read Matthew's account first, Matthew 9, and then we'll read Mark's account. We, even though they're the same story, the same healing, still we want to look at all three as time permits. Because Matthew will say something that Mark and Luke didn't say, an added detail. Same thing with Luke and Mark. And it's only when you put them all three together that we get everything the Spirit of God inspired. In Matthew 9 and 20, it says, Behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment. I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Your faith has made you whole. And as we're looking at uh, previous days, God's no respecter of persons. He's never changed. If her faith would make her whole, our faith will make us whole. Said out loud, my faith, my faith will, make me whole. will make me whole. Now, a lot of people wouldn't even believe that enough to say it. <laughs> they stumble over that. And they think, Well, I don't I don't know that I have faith like that. Well, if you don't, how are you gonna get there? Is it hopeless? You just say, Well, I'm just one of the unlucky ones that that didn't get a lot of faith. No, no. Faith uh, is not a static thing. Your faith is either developing and getting stronger or it's waning and getting weaker day in, day out, depending on what you're hearing and seeing and thinking about and doing. Uh, it's, It's a living thing. And so if your faith wasn't at that place yesterday or earlier this morning, doesn't mean it can't get there, it can get there. I know uh, years ago I was in a healing line and uh, I was doing the one laying hands on people and and we had actually ministered to people for several days in services prior to this time, getting people ready. And uh, I got to a, a lady who I found out later had had a severe shoulder problems. She had a torn, what do they call it, rotator cuff, and some other issues, and she could not lift her her arm. It was, uh, you know, severely limited motion like that. And so um, when I came to her, she was older and a small lady, and and I came to her to, to pray for. Her, and I said, well, I said, well, uh, dear, do you believe that you know you'll receive right now? She says, well, I. I sure hope so. And I knew she's not quite ready because she's not quite convinced. Not that she's not worthy of it or anything. The Lord made her worthy of it, right? But I I could tell not just by the specific words she used, but just her countenance. She's like, I I hope so, you know. And so, but I, I could also tell she seemed to me close. Well, for one thing, why is she there? Yeah. Right? She must have believed something could happen. She got up. She came. She's in the line. And I had seen her in some classes prior to that, too. And so uh, I, just, I just sensed in my heart, she's close. She can be moved on into faith. And so I just looked at her and uh, I said, dear, I said, you know, I, I've done this quite a bit. I've laid hands on a lot of people and I have seen, uh, I've seen God heal over and over and over. I've seen him do things that just were miraculous. And, and I, I sense the anointing here right now and I'm convinced That when I lay hands on you, the power of God will come on you and it can fix you. It can fix you. I I said, do you believe that? And she said, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh. And I could tell she's not just trying to appease me. She has moved. I I knew she was close. (laughs) Do you see what I'm talking about? And so... uh, she, she said, uh-huh, I, that's all I needed. I, I laid hands on and You know, you don't always have time to do this in a healing line, but I did on this day. Uh, there wasn't that many people there. And so I laid hands on her, and sure enough, uh, the power of God ministered to her. I could tell it, and, and I just was prompted. I, I said, so, so lift your arm, lift your arm. And she just, whoosh, just like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She looked at me, a smile about that big road across her face, and then she just began to wave it all around. She just began to wave (laughs) it. Just that quickly. Now that wasn't centuries ago. That wasn't that many years ago. Why am I talking about that? Well, we started off talking about that faith is not a static thing, and it can be moved. And even though you may have been depressed, and absolutely hopeless and faithless. You don't have to stay there. Why do you think we're having faith school? <laughs> right? You come, you come on in here, and you let, not just what I'm saying, but you let the words, what I'm endeavoring to minister to you is what's in this book. You let the anointed, spirit-filled, faith-filled, life-filled words Come into you. Just don't resist them. Don't block them. Don't argue with them. Just receive them. Let them come into you and they will push out doubt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, Doubt? Doubt. Get out. 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 (laughs) And faith? Come on in. Right? Faith, come on in. Come on in, faith. And doubt, get out. And it's amazing how quickly, just like with that dear lady, just in a few moments, she went from, eh, I hope so, until, okay. <laughs> That's all it took. That's all it took. She, I, I, I sense she was close. Sometimes you can tell people are not close. You know, they need to hear a lot more. They, they need to, And they need to make up their mind about what they're going to believe. But no, uh, don't decide, well, you know, I'm just... I'm an unbeliever, I'm, I'm slow to believe, I'm, you know, I'm too intellectual, I'm too this or that. If you say so, but you don't have to be anything you don't want to be. Hmm? You can change. You can be teachable. You can be quick to learn. You can be quick to believe. You can be quick to receive. And that's the kind of people that get miracles, get healings. People just like you and me that will cooperate with him. We see that in Mark's account, if you want to go over there now, he talks about the same healing, but he adds detail that Matthew didn't give and, and that Luke didn't give. He said, verse 25, a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. Now, that's more than a few uh, in the Bible, in the scripture, uh, eight are, is called a few on one, one passage, so this would be more than a few, it's many, so I reckon she's been to 20, 30, 40 doctors, who knows? Well, this is over a period of more than a decade, right? Twelve years. And she has spent everything she's got. Now, how can this be of God? Her being sick like this for all these years, and it impoverishing her. How can that be of God? Jesus said, the thief doesn't come unless he comes to do what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, but I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And it's sad that people are continuing to attribute stealing, killing, and destroying to God and acting like the devil doesn't exist. Of course that allows him to just keep working because nobody, you're not going to resist what you don't believe exists. But did this steal from this woman? this this disease? Did it steal from her time, from her well-being? What about her family and friends? You know, she can't go out with them, she can't do what she needs to do. And this uh, this really, affected her mentally and emotionally too. Uh, Go with me, if you would, to the book of uh, Leviticus, Leviticus 15. And we see that under the law, if you had a hemorrhage or any kind of a discharge, you were declared unclean. And that meant a lot of things that were really going to impact your life as long as that condition existed and continued. Leviticus 15 and 19, it says, If a woman have an issue and her issue in her flesh be blood, well, that's what this woman had an issue of blood. And the issue meant a flow. A flow of blood. She shall be put apart seven days. Whoever touches her will be unclean till even. Everything she lies on will be unclean. Everything she sits on will be unclean. Whoever touches her bed will wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water. Be unclean to evening. Verse 25, it goes on. If a woman have an issue of her blood many days out of time of her separation. Well, that's exactly what happened to this woman. And it's amazing that she survived for 12 years. Right? I mean, losing blood every day um, and going through all, what, who knows what kind of procedures the woman went through. It's amazing that she, she made it like this. But all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be the days of her separation. Every bed she lies on will be unclean. Whoever touches will be unclean and wash their clothes will be unclean till evening. So... People would avoid you, because if they touched you, they couldn't go to worship, to the tabernacle, they couldn't do a number of things, they'd have to go, take a bath, and be separated until the day was over, and so you would be ostracized. Can you see that? It it would be like you had this giant sign around you, stay away. And she's been this way for how long? That's a long time, isn't it? That that most people, I mean, you know, there probably were a few close to her that uh, would go through whatever they needed to to be around her. But uh, that's one of the big reasons why. She came in from behind. <laughs> you see all that? So that? She came in from behind and didn't say anything and just touched and was going away because after 12 years, you get used to staying out of people's way. Well, what's that going to do to you mentally and emotionally that, oh, don't touch me, don't touch me, you know, stay away, uh-uh, no, stay over there. Uh, we've uh, we've encountered in recent times social distancing <laughs> <laughs> for just a matter of months or whatever. Well, how about extreme social distancing for 12 years? Mm. Why am I saying that? How can that be the will of God? Huh? For any daughter of His or any son of His? How can that be the will of God? If it had been the will of God, she couldn't have received healing from Jesus. Can you see that? Because there's no way Jesus is going to interfere with the will of God. Right? He, he came down from heaven. He said, he said, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. He said, I, I always do those things that please him. And so uh, everything Jesus said and did was, is the will of God. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so Jesus in his earthly walk and ministry is a walking, talking, revelation, manifestation of the will of God. The will of God for all people, for all time, the unchanging will of God. And so you, what you never see him doing is putting sickness on anybody, <laughs> right? Can you find any instance where he said, I, I'm sorry to do this, <laughs> but it is the will of God. And I know this, you're not going to enjoy it, but it's going to teach you some valuable uh, spiritual le-. Never, 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 never. In fact, Acts 10.38 It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about, with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So here we, we see healing is good, and healing is doing good, and that all of these scores of thousands of people that were sick, that got healed in Jesus' ministry, are called Satanically oppressed. Sickness is satanic oppression. It is not from God. It is not a blessing in disguise or otherwise. It's a curse. Hmm? Curses are to be resisted, curses are to be delivered from. And this woman has experienced a curse. A curse of being sick, of being weak, of being separated from everybody for all this length of time. And just like that, in a moment, immediately she felt in her body she was healed of that, that plague. What does that mean? No more procedures, no more pain, <laughs> uh, no more having to stay in the house. No more having to tell everybody stay away. Thank God. She's been delivered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She's been healed and delivered. Yes. Healed and set free. Amen. Was that the will of God? Yes. Jesus is right in the middle of it, so it's gotta be right. It's gotta be the will of God. Is it still the will of God? Yes. Is it the will of God for everybody? Yes. Now here's where you run into something. People are going, well. If it was the will of God for everybody, that's how it would be with everybody. No, 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 no. Just because something's happening doesn't mean it's the will of God. And this, there are whole religions that are just adamant about this. That God is in total control of everything and nothing happens except it is the will of God. So if it happened, it had to be the will of God or it wouldn't have happened. That is not true. I said, that is not true. If you believe the Bible is true, you can't believe that. You can't believe that. Many do. Many believe some version or form of that. But the scripture tells us not to be unwise, Ephesians says, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what is that, or distinguish and prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If everything's the will of God, you don't have to learn to distinguish what's the will of God. Right, class? If it happened, ta-da, it's the will of God. <laughs> if it didn't happen, it wasn't the will of God, because if it's the will of God, it would have happened. No, 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 no. We're given great input and detail from the Word of God. We're given the personal help of the Spirit of God 24-7 to help us to ascertain the will of God. So if not everything's the will of God, we should not accept everything that's going on. We should resist things that are not God's will. This woman, suffering from this for these these years and going through all this, that was not pleasing to God. That was not a blessing from God. It was satanic oppression, according to Acts 10.38. Do you believe it or not, Class? Yes, sir. Sick, say it out loud, sickness, sickness is not the will of God. It's not the will of God. It is not of God. It is not of God. People, again, people say, well, if it was the will of God, everybody would be healed. Well, you could just as easily say, if it's the will of God for everybody to be saved, they'll be saved. But that's not what Jesus taught. He taught there's a wide path, and many that go into it, and they're going off into destruction. And there's a straight and narrow path, and relatively few that find it. No, we have something to do with it. What we believe or don't believe, what we receive and don't receive, what we resist, don't resist affects our life. Which is why it's, it's profitable and needful to do things like we're doing right now, where that we feed on the will of God. How many would agree this is the will of God? Amen. Right? The written word of God reveals the will of God. Said out loud, God's word God's is God talking word. to me, God's revealing word. his will to me. Revealing his, will. Revealing his ways to me. Revealing his Revealing His plan to me. His plan. To me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in these days in our study, He's revealing His healing will. And He's revealing healing power to us. And faith comes by hearing. And we've been a hearing. And our faith for healing is elevating. Yes. Is it? Yes. Somebody say, my faith, my faith for healing is increasing. It's, increasing. it's, growing. it's growing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, She had suffered many things, Mark 5, 26, of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. You can get discouraged in 12 years. Huh? You can get discouraged in uh, 12 days. (laughs) 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 Some folks can get discouraged in 12 minutes. (laughs) The easier you are to discourage, the less faith you have, and the weaker you are spiritually. The stronger you are spiritually, and the stronger you are in faith, that's the more it takes to shake you, or to move you. Um. Look with me in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, 2 Corinthians 4. Paul said something that I like on one occasion as he had been through all kinds of things and he was about to go to Rome and face even more challenges. He said, None of these things move me. Don't you like that? None of these things move me. Why don't you say that out loud, class? None of these things move me. Now, what does that mean? It didn't move him internally. It didn't move him in his expectation of God doing things for him. It didn't didn't shake his faith. It didn't cause him to quit. And you see the spirit of faith. Uh, We see this woman. She said, if I may touch but the hem of his garment, I'll be whole. And she got exactly what she said. And we see in 2 Corinthians 4, that's the spirit of faith. 4.13 says, We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. That's the spirit of faith. Believing and speaking. Being persuaded and saying what you're persuaded of. But that's on the heels of these previous... Look at verse 8. We're troubled on every side Yet not distressed. Just because you're troubled, got trouble, doesn't mean you got to be stressed over it. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. One translation says, knocked down, but not knocked out. (laughs) Is that positive or is that positive? What does that mean? It didn't move you. You got hit, something came up you weren't expecting. It's taken longer than you want it to take, but it doesn't move you from what you believe. It doesn't shake you and change you from your confidence in your good God and the verity and certainty of His Word that He has given you. Somebody say, none of these things move me. Didn't He say, having done all to stand? Stand. Hallelujah. Stand with your your armor on, and, and the Word of God in your hand, and in your mouth, and the Spirit of God on you and in you, and He will always cause you to triumph. That's it for our time for today. But as you can see, we got a lot more to go. Come back with us tomorrow. We'll see you right here in Faith School. I've got victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School.